enter the world of mind your own marketing business, explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge from the industry's best. You are just proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Barsness. Thanks for joining us on, on, on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business podcast. I'm Joe Barsness of web and mobile development team Fjord, and today on our show, we'll be talking with Mark Hurlbert from Prime Digital Academy. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. We are both at home during COVID-19. Uh, thanks for doing this uh, remotely. Um, should be a fun experience. And as in the last few shows, if you're listening at home, if you hear some... Uh, disturbances in the background give us a little break on this one <laughs> thanks for doing this mark um first thing we've known each other and and our companies for a while um we have employed uh, numerous folks from prime digital academy um can you tell us um first off a little bit about prime and then i want to dig back into how you got there sure uh well Prime, Prime Digital Academy, we usually just call ourselves Prime, but uh, Prime is an immersion school. So we're really focused on helping people to transform their lives uh, through uh, skill development and uh, career development within the technology space. Uh, so we run two different programs, one in full stack software engineering and another in user experience design. Uh, and really the, the hallmarks of our approach to the program are uh, a holistic approach that includes career development alongside technology and skill development, and then also just kind of a lot of soft skills, a lot of communication, a lot of collaboration, things like that. And uh, one of the other kind of core things that we do that we believe very strongly in is bringing real world work into the classroom. So it's not just students doing homework, they're working on behalf of nonprofits, uh, startups, social ventures, small businesses in the community that we exist in um, to help them build their skills and to, to kind of build the, the real world skills that are required for that, as opposed to, you know, kind of always having the students be their own their own clients, as the case uh, might be in, in a more kind of traditional setting. So got it. Those are some of the core of what, what makes Prime special, I think. Got it. Let's talk uh, uh, backing up now, because I just want to make the intro on Prime. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how Prime came about and kind of what you guys are doing now? Sure. Um, well, my, my, I've, like many of our students, I've had kind of a winding journey into technology. Um, uh, I went to school for biology and studio art. So naturally, I, I have spent my entire career in technology, um, uh, completely unrelated to my, to my majors. But I went to, I went to school at McAllister in St. Paul. Um, and uh, was always interested in computers from kind of a computer gamer kind of, uh, kind of angle on things. But, uh, it wasn't until after college, I kind of randomly went to a temp agency and, uh, and got, and got a job doing graphic design, which I wasn't really qualified for, but, um, got the job anyways. Um, and, uh, and, and found my way into technology in, in that way and kind of got into web publishing and then development, um, and through a kind of series of, of, uh, uh, of maybe unfortunate events, um, but uh, but various kinds of uh, low tech uh, organizations, I, I worked for a nonprofit for a while and helped them manage their their new media, um, uh, quote unquote. That's that's how long ago I was uh, I was just getting started is when it was new media, um, and uh, and had an opportunity to 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 kind of cut my teeth. I did a lot of self learning and programming and things like that. Um, and ended up through a, a past employee um, getting connected to a company, which at the time was called Sierra Bravo, um, which was just a, a little tech firm. I was joining them as their 12th employee um, to do design and development. 
And, um, and as it turned out, uh, that company uh, did pretty well for itself. Um, so, uh, so that company, the, the, basically now the simplest answer is that it is, uh, it is the company that is now known as Nerdery. Um, uh, and so I joined them at about employee 12. And then my journey with them was uh, kind of being involved in, in management and the leadership team from that point through about 10 years later when I left, when there were about 500 people. Um, so, so my role in that was helping them to kind of develop a strategy that involved partnering with with agencies when we were doing that stuff. Um, I also kind of developed the Nerdery brand. Uh, they were called Sierra Bravo, as I mentioned when I joined them. Um, but uh, but I did a bunch of stuff, including uh, my last job was was chief strategy officer. So I was really just kind of focused on strategy, which very much led me to um, so much of the success of a company, you know, any custom development company is about the people, right? It's about who you have. And, uh, you know, I used to say at the, the nerdery that uh, the, the nerdery just did one thing, which was turn people's time into money. That was what the company really did. Um, and in order to be successful, they had to have the right people, right? They had to have the time that was that was worth being turned into money. Um, and so that, you um, that inspiration and part of the, what the nerdery did that was good for that at the time was being really agnostic about where people came from. You know, they they, they were good about having an um, set of missions, a recruiting process that uh, that didn't require a specific background from somebody or wasn't looking for all of one kind of pre people. It was very, very practical challenge based at a time when that wasn't very common. Um, and so the, the nerdery had a really diverse talent pool that was different kinds of people than were at other organizations. Um, and that was really inspiring for me, uh, eventually with Prime was just this notion that there are these people out there that have non-traditional backgrounds, I mean, like myself, um, that that are capable of, of contributing and participating at a pretty high level within the industry if there was a space for them to, to, to build those base skills and be able to get started. Um, and that was really kind of the impetus that, that had, saw me leaving uh, the nerdery and starting Prime. And that was about five and a half years ago now, um, five and a half, six years ago, when we first really started earnest work on on Prime. Um, and we were lucky enough to, to open our doors in uh, 2000, uh, we launched 2014 and, and opened our doors for our first cohort in 2015. And uh, have had some pretty pretty remarkable success since then. Um, we have uh, we have graduated over a thousand alumni. Um, we have people working at over four hundred and eighty com um, companies, uh, largely here in the Twin Cities metro. But we also have a new campus that we've opened in Kansas City, Missouri. So we have a, a growing stable of people who are getting hired and and out in the industry there as well. Um, and ultimately, we've built a, a really strong alumni network, and I think had a pretty significant impact on the on the tech scene here in the Twin Cities over the last five years. Great. Yeah. And I guess a, a good question to ask right now that's timely um, during this uh, work from home order, what are you seeing uh, the needs of organizations uh, as far as uh, tech talent is concerned? Are you seeing, um, you know, both from are a lot of people enrolling in your program to second, are a lot of them finding placements? What's kind of the market that you see right now for, for folks looking to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a mixed bag. I mean, we're clearly in a period of transition right now. Um, I, I think, you know, from an admission standpoint, we're seeing, you know, frankly, pretty good numbers because there's a lot of people out there, you know, we have a really wide mix of people who come into our program. It's it's a lot of, you know, the kind of center of our bell curve is 25 to 40 year olds who probably have some, you know, five, 15 years of work experience who are looking to shift to something new. 
Um, uh, and as you can imagine, a lot of people are <laughs> had a lot of time on their hands lately to think about whether or not they're doing the thing that they were meant to be doing, what they want to be doing. And so we've seen a lot of that. We also um, have been, we've worked really closely with the local governments in Minneapolis and St. Paul for a long time. Um, one of the things that we're doing right now is we are offering a scholarship for, for local um, uh, uh students who have been affected by the pandemic. So people who have been laid off have an opportunity to come in and study with nothing out of pocket initially if they want to, um, which is is pretty important for people um, during this time of kind of trying to trying to change direction and figure things out. Um, so we've seen admissions is, is not bad. I wouldn't say it's, you know, it's exploding or anything, but it's, it's certainly um, uh, not a, a bad situation. I think with uh, employment, that's um, th that's a little bit more of a mixed bag. I mean, certainly we've seen uh, local companies who whose business model has been disrupted. We've seen some layoffs in the tech space. Um, uh, uh, you know, these are companies that I think, you know, where, where their business model is dependent upon people being in an office and, you know, getting food delivered or people who are, you know, uh, scheduling shifts for, uh, for companies that do, you know, restaurants and things like that, like where the, the business is just gone for right now, um, where we've seen some layoffs that have affected alumni and, and grads, but for the most part, um, our our alumni seem to be mostly sheltered from the from some of this stuff. Um, you know, certainly for people who are in companies that are working, uh, generally the experience seems to be that, that the tech people are kind of the last ones that they would want to let go of. Um, I think that most companies appreciate how hard it is to find the right tech talent and how expensive that can be. Um, so we're not seeing a ton of just kind of random stuff in that regard. And we are seeing, um, you know, interest in, in hiring. Uh, we have, we've had, I think last week, uh, over the last couple weeks, at least, I don't know the numbers exactly how they break down, but I think we've had about 10 alumni get jobs in the last couple of weeks. So, um, so we're seeing companies that are hiring companies that are still coming out. We have, um, I don't remember how many, uh, how many organizations we have coming to our career day that we're having tomorrow for our UX program, but I know it, it equates to seven, I think six or seven interviews for each grad um, coming out of that program. So we're still seeing a lot of a lot of activity and a lot of interest. I think, you know, all of this stuff that's going on with the pandemic is definitely getting a lot of organizations that hadn't thought as much or hadn't been put in a position, certainly in the small business side, who hadn't thought much about what their online presence was or how to do business online or having to think about that. So that's certainly accelerating things, whether that's in the software as a service space or even just kind of in the local small consultant space. Right. Um, and I think that's going to continue to to I think that's a trend that's going to happen out over the rest, you know, the rest of this year and into the beginning of next year is that companies are going to they're going to pay some attention to that. And that's going to mean that they need to build their teams. Yeah. And I mean, I can echo that as a technology firm. Um, you know, we're we're looking to hire, I think. We're a team of about 50 at the moment of this show, and we're looking to hire three net new positions. And uh, that's pretty unique. When people saw us post that, they were like, wow. Um, so I think that's probably what you're seeing. We're seeing a yeah. lot of e-commerce, as everybody can probably imagine. Um, yeah. And so that's a, been a big uptick for us. And so we've been, we've been doing well, and we need to keep hiring. Um, Talk to me a little bit about um, some of the misconceptions uh, that come from your program and placing folks in different positions. And, and I can even speak firsthand because I was at, I think, Mark, either the first or the second hiring event. 
um, because I know that I had five hours of interviews back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And I think it was so new, we forgot to schedule a break. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you that also from that experience, which I was skeptical at first, um, we now have uh, one of your graduates is our director of operations of a 50 person company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so firsthand, you know, I of course don't think I spoke out loud about that misconception back then, but Tell me what I was going through and 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 what other people think and experience in terms of meeting with your candidates and where they fit in and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a variety of kind of angles that, that people come into. I, I think often one of the things that surprises people when they come to one of our career days. So, um, and and for the audience, we do we do a career day for each cohort, which is basically an opportunity for companies that are interested in hiring to come in see the the final project final final project presentation that the students have done which is usually about a one month long project that they did on behalf of a community organization and then and there's basically speed dating interviews where companies can say which which resumes they're most interested in meeting the people from and uh, students get to do the same and we kind of pair people up and they and they get to meet uh, it's a much smoother process and, and less punishing than uh, when joe did it back in the day um but um but i think when people come in often for the first time one of the things that they're often surprised about is the the diversity of the candidate pool um so you know our students are generally a lot they they look broader and more diverse than than other traditional uh, sources of talent that i think a lot of organizations go for and that really kind of runs the gamut from demographic stuff you know like we have about 37 percent of our, our students are women um uh to to you know we have 20 percent of students who identify as students of color um we have students coming from a wide variety of backgrounds and that's maybe the thing that is the most uh, diverse. So, you know, most of our students are, as I mentioned, kind of 25 to 40, they're people who are kind of making a transition. Um, and, and with that, they bring a bunch of background from and kind of it, what I've found and what I think a lot of employers have found to be extremely useful experience from their kind of past lives of, of other jobs and, and bring that with them into it. And I think, you know, uh, uh, the, Josh is a great example for you guys of somebody who, you know, like a big part of why Josh has has been successful is not because of the specific things that he learned at Prime. It didn't hurt, but like he's successful because he's an awesome person and he had some real meaningful background prior to, to, to coming in. So, um, so, you know, we see that, that traction that people have um, really accelerate their, their ability to perform and to, to, contribute to organizations at a level that's much higher than what if you were you know hiring a 20 year old straight out of school who kind of worked at chipotle but that that was kind of their only real work experience or whatever prior to this i think that's a very different situation than hiring somebody who's you know maybe 30 maybe they've managed maybe they've they've dealt with a lot of you know kind of customer service stuff that can help them uh to to wear more hats within the organization uh somebody who comes to comes to the work uh, force with the only thing that they know is four years of, of technical um, learning from a, like a computer science program, that's great. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, th- I think that those people are very important in the community, but I think it's it's that you know that aphorism that's a you know man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail kind of sure. thing. Is that I think they try and solve people problems with technology, which is you know where a more seasoned employer or employee can kind of understand what's a what's a people problem, what's a tech problem, and how do you kind of thread the needle in, in order to do both? Because if you're if you're a developer in a modern context, you 
you have problems that are both. Like not, you can't solve all of your problems with, with people stuff. You can't solve all your problems with technology stuff. You have to be able to navigate both of those spheres effectively. And I think that's one of the things that prime students do a really good job of, of having that balance and having that kind of pragmatic approach to it. Got it. Quick question. Um, do you, how many folks from your graduating class, and you can estimate, um, are going to deep into technology and i know you have a ux portion how many are going to the marketing side like is there do you know that information or could you guess at you know um this show a lot of marketers listen to right so mm -hmm. is this a good place to get tech talent for their marketing teams yeah i mean I, I think it depends on on what you're looking for um we certainly have uh the the benefit of having a broad diversity of different students coming in is that there's a broad output of places they want to go right so we absolutely have students that are would be so excited to go in and help an organization figure out how to, you know, wrangle a tool like HubSpot or something like that into, you know, handling their website and doing kind of marketing automation and figuring that stuff out and who would be great and who would be awesome at that. We also have students who that sounds like an absolute nightmare too. So uh, the thing that we're good at and the thing that um, we have a, a, a individual on staff named Christy Larson who heads up our kind of uh, director, uh, her title is director of employer partnerships what her job is is to connect with employers understand what they're looking for and make sure that when people do come in whether it's for a career day or just to kind of you know get some referrals from us we know what they're looking for and we can send them the right folks um so we can kind of switchboard uh between those folks but there absolutely are people who are really interested in those those kind of um gradient career stuff right like so probably about 80 percent of our students 80 85 percent of our students out of the full stack program are going into development right they, they have jobs that are programmer you know analyst sometimes developer they're doing that stuff proper and we probably have about 15 or 20 percent that are in kind of ancillary stuff so that might be interactive marketing it might be interactive project management you know stuff where they're using development but that's not the only job um, also things like automated QA uh, you know things across the across the board with that but the the majority of people you know most classes and we have a group that graduates in the full stack program every five weeks in Minneapolis every 16 weeks in Kansas City um, and every uh, 13 weeks we have a new group of UXers coming out in Minneapolis um, almost every cohort has a really solid mix. So, you know, if somebody was looking to build out their marketing team with somebody who understands technology and is interested in both, we'd have a chance to, to get them connected with somebody about every five weeks. Got it. How do you think that an organization, um, and again, something that I've experienced at our organization, um, how can an organization get good at adding entry level talent to their team? Because it is it is different. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that that's the, the one of the main things that we try and communicate to people is sometimes when there's resistance within an organization to hiring out of an organ out of a, a program like prime, it's, you know, often from senior level people that are saying, Oh, well, no, like, the, they're not going to know what what I know coming out of a program like that. And they're 100% right. Like, there's no way that somebody in a in a 18 or 20 week program is going to come out with a senior level um, of knowledge. And that's not what these people are doing. They're coming in looking for those entry level roles, unless if they have background that allows them to specifically climb into something else immediately. But, but it's really more about helping people to come in and, um, and hit the ground running and be ready to, to grow. 
Um, and, and so I think the organizations that have the right headspace in this, organizations that are thinking about how do we have a balanced kind of ecosystem of talent within our team are the ones that are that are well suited to being able to grow over time. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of different things that go into that. If I had to pull one thing out as like the key thing that I think an organization needs to do effectively if they want to successfully onboard entry level talent, I would probably say mentorship. Um, you know, I think having um, having somebody on the team or, or a group of people on the team that can be made available to that entry level person and, and allow them to be able to ask questions. One of the things that that we put a lot of emphasis on in Prime um, that that sometimes doesn't translate directly to organizations if, if they're, in my, in my opinion, not set up well to take on entry level people is that we go out of our way. We spend a lot of time at Prime addressing imposter syndrome and encouraging people to not hide their ignorance, right? There's a really natural um, instinct that people have early in their careers and early when they're getting into something to not want to admit when they don't know the answers and not wanting to have to ask questions, not wanting to do those things. We, we can't function if that's the mode that somebody's in. If we don't know what they don't know, we can't teach them. So we spend a lot of time deprogramming that. Um, I think organizations that that put effort and energy into architecting mentorship and saying, here are the here are the resources that you have. Here are the people that you can go to. Here are the people that can answer your questions. They benefit from that because they don't kind of have people backslide into situations where they they don't ask questions, right? Sure. Like that's that that's the 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 kind of the death knell for for an entry level person is if they're just banging their head against the wall, giving themselves a concussion um, rather than like, you know, yeah, you want some people to struggle a little bit. You want to bang their head against the wall a little bit, but but the resources should be there to prevent them from hurting themselves or hurting the business by by wasting their time on those things. And so mentorship is, is I think, um, a, a little bit of a panacea for a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's not the only part of it, but I think that's probably the most significant um predictor of success from what we've seen in the, you know, almost 500 companies that have hired the ones that that put energy and effort and resources into making sure that pe people know where to go when they have questions, they tend to, to, to have better results. Got it. Um, can you talk just briefly about if I'm a potential student, what do I do first? And if I'm a potential uh, organization looking for talent, what do I do first? Yeah, yeah. The, um, there's a decent amount of information out on the website. I mean, you, as always, the website is probably the first stop for, for pretty much everybody. And we're at primeacademy.io. Um, for students, uh, they start with an online application. So, um, and it's it's kind of a lot, like frankly, like w we have a, a strategy that involves putting some barriers in front of people early on so we can spend a lot of time with them later in the admissions process. Um, so the, the initial application that people fill out um, when they're coming into Prime is about an eight hour project. Um, so they're doing profile questions, they're doing logic and reasoning questions, they're they're doing a little tech or creative challenge based on the program that they're going into. Um, they don't have to finish it all at once, they can finish over as many sessions as they want. But we do ask people to put a pretty significant amount of time into it. Because the next stage of our admissions process is we sit down with somebody for usually about an hour and um, talk through the program, answer any of their questions, just kind of make sure that everybody's on the same page. So we want to make sure if we're going to spend that kind of time with somebody that they're they're committed to it, it's not just kind of a passing fancy for them. Um, and then we make a decision off of that admissions interview along with the application. Uh, for for employers, um, it it can be go look at the website, check things out. Um, you know, 
see where grads are at on LinkedIn and stock things around that way. Otherwise, people are always welcome just to reach out. We have a we have an email address. It's partners at primeacademy.io or uh, the general kind of website stuff, people coming in. Um, we're always looking for people to get engaged. And we have a bunch of different ways that they can do that. Certainly coming to things like excuse me, coming to things like career day. And, um, and, you know, if you're actively looking for talent, we're more than happy to connect you there. But even if that's not where you're at, we have need for, um, we have guest speakers from the industry at least once a week. So we have people coming and talking, sharing their experience, you know, being able to kind of get their, their recruiting brand out there, even if they're not hiring right at that specific moment. And then we also recruit for mentors. So we, we do um, a group mentorship approach where, we take three to four students from the classroom and we pair them with three to four working professionals and that group gets together for an hour every other week. Um, and so that's a, a great way for people to be able to kind of scout talent if they want to, or just do some networking. Um, you know, I think one of the things that the impact that Prime has been able to have on the community in the Twin Cities of the last five years is certainly that we're pumping a lot of new entry level talent out there. But I also think that you know what we really need as an organization or as a as an industry as a community is more senior and mid level talent, right? Like that's 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 what's driving the demand is not that gosh we really need a whole bunch more entry level people. We need entry level people because we're trying to like rise people up and um, and fill in more more gaps and more of a void at the top. Um, one of the things that I think Prime has been able to do for that is that in my experience the the thing that moves somebody from a mid level person to a senior level person is their exposure to entry level people and their exposure to be able to mentor and to be able to um, to speak and and help train other people, I think is a big part of what moves somebody to that uh, that senior level in a lot of ways, not in all ways, but um, but in a lot of them. And so I think we've been able to both by putting more entry level people into the marketplace, but also through things like mentorship have been able to connect people and um, help people level up. Um, certainly, we've seen that for our alumni that participate um, who have who have you know gone on to do some pretty significant things in the industry. It's been great. Cool. Great. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, that's it for today on Mind Your Own Marketing Business. Um, People can find you at uh, primeacademy.io as well as Go Prime Academy uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, thanks to the listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to fjordsdigital.com slash business or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm.